another edition of the Train with the Best podcast from an undisclosed location somewhere in Northern Virginia. Uh, we'll just keep it a secret, theater of the mind of where we are. Uh, Chris Gores is sitting uh, about three feet from me in said undisclosed location. Lorenzo is driving somewhere uh, between the airport in Buffalo and his home in Buffalo and thus will not be with us today. Unfortunately, a flight delay has got him. So, uh, Chris, it's just you and me. But we got plenty yeah. to talk about. That's, we have a lot to talk about, and I'm glad we got it in. You know, obviously... We're all on the grind right now. This is yeah. a busy time. Zoe's up in Buffalo. I was in Houston last week, and I've been in North Carolina for the past week. So I'm glad that we got this in because it's important to me that we keep this going. Yeah, for sure. Uh, got. Let's talk about your past couple of weeks and then uh, specifically your week in Raleigh because uh, I got a text a little bit earlier this week. Hey, get ready to come down. So I'm excited to go down <laughs> yeah. and see you guys work uh, with, with Jason Tatum and Frank Mason and all these guys down in Raleigh uh, with the Pure Sweat team in a couple of weeks. Uh, but first, your week in Houston. I know you were doing uh, some work down there. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I went down to Houston with a, with a school called Covenant Prep which is in Kingwood, Texas, just north of Houston, and um, spent a few days with them and their staff, and it, it was amazing. They are in the middle of uh, a transition for their school. They're building a brand-new campus, and they wanted to build an athletic program for all of their students, K through 12, and, and they wanted to, to bring me in to help kind of design that, teach their staff some of the principles that I use when I'm training athletes, and it was an incredible experience to, to be able to go out there and share some of my knowledge and and, and to watch them start to, to use it right away with, with their kids. So so we did that uh, two weeks ago. And then this past week, went down to North Carolina to, to team up with my boy Drew Hanlon and Pure Sweat. And, man, I just I just love watching Drew work. He's he's awesome at what he does. He just he gets these guys right. He gets them in, into, you know, the skills work. He gets them into, you know, being the best at their role and what their role is going to be in, in, in the NBA and, you know, he just does an incredible job. So I can't wait for you to get down there because you're going to get to see firsthand just kind of what all goes into everything and, and, and how he does it and how how uh, what my role is in all of that and, and, and how it all works to leading up to the draft. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to ask you more about your role here in a second. But I what I've gotten to see the past couple of weeks, what I've been doing a lot, I've been had the chance to go to a lot of the Wizards games over the past couple of weeks, obviously as they push towards the playoffs. And... Uh, I get to see the results of his work. What he do, he's done with Bradley Beal is absolutely amazing. Yep. And he's one of the few players where you watch and you, you can see the ex- explicit skills training that he has paid off. The way he moves on the court is so... It's just so clean. It's so precise, and it is so highly technical. And I have an appreciation for that, the basketball junkie that I am, and the training background that I have. Um, and to know that Drew was the guy who helped Brad get there. I actually I tweeted about that the other day, and Drew responded with, "You know, Brad yeah. works his ass off." Yeah, he does. And I, I'm not trying to say that. Uh, obviously, it, it the credit first and foremost goes to Bradley, but um, to get to see the results of of that training that I know Drew's been with him in the gym working on is pretty cool. So I'm excited to see the the work end of that and what he's doing with the draft process. Prospects. What is your role, though, down there? Obviously, Drew's got all of the skills stuff. I would imagine you're more strength and conditioning focused, but, w- but what is your role down yeah, there? Yeah, so I have to be able to analyze these guys from a movement standpoint, work on their movement quality, just same, the same things that I would do with anybody walking in. Obviously, the stakes are a little bit higher with the NBA draft just around the corner, but I want to be able to address their injury risks. I want to be able to, you know, address their performance 
um, assess, uh, do all the performance assessments, the speed, the strength, all those other things, you know, get these guys feeling confident in their bodies, getting these guys ready for an 82 game season. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so those are all things that, that I, that I am in charge of. And, and really, you know, I'm, I'm there to support what Drew does and to support what these players need, because I know that they need their reps in the basketball court. I know they need to get their shots up every single day. So if that means that, you know, I don't get to do some of the stuff that I wanted to do. That's okay with me. I I need to be able to make those adjustments and make sure that these guys get the recovery that they need, that they get the strength training that they need that's appropriate for that day. So, you know, starting this week, we're we're actually going to start to push them just a little bit more than we did last week. We're setting the foundation stuff um, last week, and this week we'll be able to push a little bit more and and get these guys into a, a legit strength program. Yeah, when, so well, t- today's main topic, by the way, I probably should have mentioned this off the top of the show, but our main topic today will be rest and recovery, regeneration, all those kinds of things. How do you get your body back as good as you can, a- as often as you can, um, and diving into that question. But when you talk about the, the program design for what these guys are going through, you know, obviously you're going to want to limit ground contacts, things like that. You're going to try to limit impact because they're getting so much of that on the floor. Uh, so what is the program design? What are you working on with them at this stage? Yeah, so again, the first the first thing was setting that foundation, just creating the mobility that they need. Um, most of it in the ankles and in the hips because they're so tight. They're they're, they're so tightly wound. They've, they've got so many reps on the basketball court that that's just an issue for all of them. Um, shoulder mobility, another one mm-hmm. that um, that is probably less thought of, but absolutely necessary for basketball players with all the shots that they put up. Um, and then core stability, you know, so so working on those mobility and then core stability and putting that all together so that they, they learn how to move with balance. They learn how to cut and change directions, how to shoot and always be on balance. You know, those are things that, um, that I try to sprinkle into the program so that they're always getting it without even th- them thinking about it. They're getting that stuff. So the biggest thing uh, that we're going to talk about today is rest and recovery. It's become a hot topic as of late in the sports talk world, in the sporting world, uh, in the NBA specifically, is their superstar players have rested in national TV games. And um, as we go, I can talk a little bit about some of the financial ramifications of that and how the finances and the business of the league comes into play specifically to the NBA. But uh, obviously with the podcast not being a sports talk radio show and being a, uh, a training podcast, we will talk much more more about techniques, principles, uh, of course, but also some of the methods of making sure that the body is rested and ready to perform at its peak. The first method uh, that we will discuss is sleep because it is the best method. And that I think is not, not, I think stunning to people, but like everyone always wants the shortcut. Everyone always wants like, Oh, what can I do to, to make myself feel better? And there is no substitute for right. sleep. Absolutely. So you can jump into cryo. You can do the lasers. You can do the self fast release. You know, you can do the the dry needling, all that other stuff. But all that other, all that stuff is just catch up for sleep. If you if you don't do that, then all that stuff isn't as effective, and and maybe not effective at all. Yeah. Because, you know, that's like trying to earn extra credit when you didn't do the, the regular assignment. <laughs> Congratulations. You, know I mean? you got bonus so, points and now you have a 65. Right, right. Exactly. So you have to get your sleep. You have to get, I say, eight hours, you know, on a realistic schedule with some of these guys. If, if they can get six hours, I'm okay with that. And, and we're monitoring. That's the first thing that we do even down at pre-draft. The first thing I'm doing is telling these guys, 
hey, here's the Sleep Cycle app. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to download this. I want you to use it every night. We'll talk about it in the mornings. Um, and, and it's not because I want to, to be able to track this and that and, and see what their REM cycles were. And, and, and I'll do that and I'll explain all that stuff to them. But really, I just want them conscious of, hey, I need to get good sleep. I just need them conscious of that. How would you categorize good sleep? It seems like a simple question, but that, that's the question I have for you. Well, if you can, if you can wake up and feel ready to go, that then you you got good sleep. Okay. <laughs> you know, but if if you're restless throughout the night, if you're if you're tossing and turning, and if, if especially if it's the night before the combine or a night before the pro day or whatever, and and you just can't sleep, that's. That's, that's tough on your body. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. then the next logical follow-up question, which I think a lot of people are probably interested in, is how do you get good sleep? Yeah, so the, the, first, the first thing is you have to set a routine. Whatever that routine is, whether it's, you know, reading a book real quick or reading a passage for that day, or if it's, you know, you brush your teeth, drink your protein shake, whatever it is, whatever routine that you can set for yourself to remind your body that, hey, this is time for me to go to sleep now. Mm. That's what you have to do. You have to get your body in a routine, into a habit where, okay, it's time to sleep. You know, and, and this is even something that I'm doing with my newborn, my three, my three month old, you know, just trying to get her into a routine. Okay, it's time. Here's the same song that she listens to all the time, you know. Um, put her in the same blanket, you know, everything. So get yourself into a routine, and that will help you more than anything else. Yeah, no doubt about it. For me, I always try to, you know, it depends on obviously what your training goals are. For me, I have a protein shake before bed, uh, take a, right. you know, whatever supplements I'm going to take at night, and uh, and I go from there. So, you know, that that trigger, I definitely know I sleep better, and I don't know whether how much of it is the whatever I'm taking, whatever uh, or right. I'm intaking versus the sign of having done it so often that uh, my body knows, like, hey, all right, sleep time. Um, and I don't know if there is a way to know, but uh, again, if people are trying to say, all right, I don't have a routine, I'm trying to develop one. What are some things you recommend to get in that routine? Is there a, something to whether it's eat, drink, not eat or drink, uh, whatever before bed? What what do you recommend? Yeah, so. I mean, it it could be anything, but for me, it's you know, I brush my teeth. You know, I, I get I get the lights. I turn off all the lights except for one, just in case I need to get up in in, in the middle of the night to go to go chase chase my child or baby or whatever. Um, but uh, you know, I I think that whether it's listening to music or watching a show, sometimes sometimes for me, like Netflix is my way to go to sleep. I'll, yeah. just, I'll just put up... Which is interesting because most people would tell you sleep experts, uh, quote unquote, and I, I don't mean to demean their credentials, but um, sleep experts will tell you that um, a screen time before bed is, is bad. Yeah, well, but, well, so here's the thing. I, I, I turn on the Netflix and, I, and I'll put on like a stand-up yeah. and, and then I won't even watch it. It'll just be kind of background noise of somebody right. talking and it'll just put me to sleep. Right. Yeah. So that routine is so, so critical. Um, so thing one, rest and recovery, sleep is the most important thing. There is no substitute for it. There are supplements for it though. Yes. Um, for me, the thing that I consistently, uh, will make my body feel the best is myofascial release. There are days where I just go, I don't have anything today. I need a regen session and I will spend 45 minutes with a foam roller, a lacrosse mm -hmm. ball, mm -hmm. uh, and, and stretching, um, for you, uh, or actually, let me let me let you do this. Let, let you dive in on the science end sure. of this. Myofascial release. 
how would you describe it uh, besides like foam rolling uh, and why does it work? Why is it effective? So myofascial release, if, if you're really getting into that muscle and, and getting into the trigger points and allowing that, that muscle to restore its normal elasticity and restore the normal blood flow that would go through that muscle that's being restricted because it's so tight, that's what myofascial release is. So for me, I love the myofascial release because it's, it's immediate results. It's something that you could feel and and experience right away and say yes this made a difference right eventually that goes away if you don't follow that up with some sort of stretching and some sort of activation for the antagonist or the agonist muscle however you want to look at it um then it's not as effective as maybe you thought it might be um the other thing is you know if, if you're going to spend 45 minutes on the foam roll that's going to feel really good. You probably only need to spend 10 minutes on that foam roll because yeah. there's nothing there's nothing there that, that shows that longer durations of foam rolling is better than the 20 or 30 seconds of Oh, but it feels so much better. It feels good. And, and again, if you so, if sometimes you about that's that perceived it. benefit, yeah. yeah, even a perceived benefit is is a benefit. Um, and then and then the last thing I'll say about self myofascial release, I, I, I equivalent it or, or I compare it to like a wrinkled pair of jeans, right? If you if your jeans are wrinkled, you can't just pull on them and expect them to, to get back to where you want them to be. You got to go in there and iron it out, right? So if your right. muscles are really, really tight, you can't just pull on it and expect it to, to get to where you want it to be. You have to get in there, release it, allow it to, to lengthen and then and then go in there with some of your corrective exercises. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that, that's only part of a regen day is, is the myofascial release. Right. Uh, a lot of people will use foam rollers after they run, after they work out. Mm -hmm. Are you a before, after, or both foam roller? I'm I'm a both. Definitely before, though. Yeah, I'm Definitely a much before. more before than after, but yeah. you, both won't hurt you. But, but, but like, so here's the thing. I, I will allow my clients to come in and we'll spend five minutes on the foam roll just letting them do whatever they want to do. And then I'll trigger point something specific for that day because I know that that's something that needs to be ready to go when we get into either a linear acceleration day or a change of direction day or whatever. So when you think about a speed day, what are you what are you pointing? What are you trigger pointing? Gastroc, definitely gastroc. We're definitely getting quads and psoas. Um, and, then, and then for me, pec. Mm. Because I, I, need the, I need those shoulders to be mobile. If we're going to get into linear speed principles, those shoulders better be right. mobile. Got to create that window. There was a previous episode on linear speed. Go back in the archive. Window. That's it. Uh, make sure you're subscribed and such on <laughs> the iTunes. All right, so that's foam rolling. Uh, that's sleep. Corrective exercise work. Um, when you think of a corrective exercise, a lot of people, I think, think of just like regular static stretching. They don't. Their, their knowledge of corrective exercises uh, probably doesn't go beyond that. They might even not know that that is a corrective exercise. Obviously, trainers listening uh, know that and have a more expanded library. What are, what are some correctives you like, some correctives that you see used commonly? that you may not like well first of all everything is a corrective exercise i don't think i don't think there's one exercise that you look at and say this is corrective and this is a true strength work like a deadlift to me is a corrective exercise yeah because he here's what you have to do you have to look at it from this spectrum you have to look at it is okay i've got i've got that self myofascial release i've i've isolated the problem right i i've started to lengthen those muscles i've started to activate those muscles now you can now you can go in and target those muscles directly right so if it's glutes or if it's quads or if it's you know shoulders whatever it is i'm going to go in there and isolate those directly and then i've got to integrate that back into a full movement right so mm -hmm. my corrective exercise spectrum let's say for the calves right i'll start with a, a lacrosse ball release and then go into a three-way ankle stretch 
right? And then go into some sort of dynamic flexibility. Sometimes that might be just walking on the heels, right? Keeping those toes up and activating um, anterior tibialis. And then I'll go into, uh, you know, like some, something like a three-legged dog and then all the way up into an overhead squat and lunges and, 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 and then speed. So all of that is corrective exercise to me. It's not just, hey, this is a, a BOSU, one leg, one arm, RDL, <laughs> this and that. That's, that's a circus trick. That's right. not corrective exercise. Corrective exercise is a strategy, not a one particular move. I love that. I love that. And that that's so true too because you know you you get the proper so many of the the I mean the Olympic lifts that we talked about again previous episode on the Olympic lifts go yes. listen. Um you know you if you do them with the proper form and that is going to help establish movement patterns Absolutely. and that's going to correct bad movement patterns and thus it is a corrective exercise. It sometimes is that simple. Yes. Absolutely. If you if you've never done your 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 drops into an overhead snatch then, then you don't know how much that opens you up and gets you ready to, to go out right. there and go. Or it's, yeah. I think another great example that people think of is like one of the ultimate challenging full body workouts that you love is a corrective and in terms of hip mobility. It's a Turkish getup. Yep. Turkish getup is a corrective for me. Love and it. Well, it's part of the, the corrective exercise strategy. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. Again, I, I, I hate to say that this is a corrective exercise right. because you could use it for anything. Right. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, Mobility work, obviously another part uh, of the corrective exercise uh, spectrum. We'll probably get to that on another podcast. But again, this one on rest and recovery. What what else is in your bag of tricks when you think of rest and recovery? We got myofascial release. We got corrective work. We've done sleep. What else uh, it comes to mind? I would guess diet probably would be hydration. Huge diet, hydration. hydration yeah. Before we even talk about a diet, you just have to be well hydrated. If you are a dehydrated athlete, you are more prone to injury. And, I mean, you're lucky to be performing at 80%, 90% of what you're capable of at, at a dehydrated state. So, if, if we just sleep well, yeah. get into a good sleeping routine, get into a routine where we're keeping ourselves well hydrated throughout the day and throughout the week, that's, that's going to go a long way. Before we talk about cryo and all the other stuff, that's, that alone is going to go a long way. Um, I know you guys literally got pallets of Gatorade delivered <laughs> down, to, uh, yeah. down to Raleigh. Uh, Sports drinks versus water. Perhaps that you know that's a, a super deep dive on another episode. Uh, yep. A diet, a diet nutrition episode. But just briefly, uh, sports drinks versus water. Yeah, if you're not working out for more than an hour, then just drink water. Fair enough. But if you're if you're drink if you're working out six hours a day like we are. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you need a little bit more than water. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. Um, all right, so that's the hydration part. Fairly straightforward. Diet wise, um, rest and recovery. Yeah, I mean, you want to try to get rid of all of the things that are going to cause inflammation, mm. right? So your carbs, your bad fats, sugars, all of those things, if you can limit those to what's necessary, right? And then and then fill your body up, making making your plate colorful, as my friends with excess would say, make your eat a rainbow, they would say. <laughs> um, if you can make your plate colorful and... and you know, get some of the good fats in there, like almonds and avocados and olive oils, then that'll help. That'll help get rid of some of that inflammation and, and get you performing well. 
All right, now we get fancy, I guess, with the cryo and the lasers yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. If, if you're on that higher end or you work at a facility with, <laughs> with, the, with that stuff or you're an athlete listening, um, what other stuff do you like and, and why? Because this is, this, we're now exiting my realm of, of experience. Yeah, so I love, I love the cold stuff. Anything that's going to get your body um, cool after a workout, I love it. Whether it be an ice tub or if you want to do the contrast, like in and out of the ice tub and hot shower. Um, that's actually my favorite. Um, Why? Ex- explain. I just like I just like it how it feels. Okay. Going going in. And That's out. scientific, yeah. right there. Yeah. This is. I just like how. It but feels. no, it is so much about what's com- yep. which, what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Cryo. I, I, here's why I like cryo because I don't have to sit in the ice tub for 15 minutes or five minutes and in and out. Right. I can just get into the cryo for three minutes and I'm done. Right. For three minutes. Like that's it. So so that's why I love cryo. And then. If you've really got something going on, then you really you really want to think about getting in and with uh, a manual physical therapist, somebody that's going to go in there and manipulate that and you know break up that muscle tissue to restore it to where it should be. Um, and, and we're lucky to have one of those guys down there with us as well, coming in on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So you know it's it it's it's a great setup that they have, and but obviously that's not something that's always available right. to to everybody else, but. The, the little cross ball stuff, the golf ball stuff, even the foam roll stuff, all of that can go a long way in, in helping you out. Back to the, the cold type, uh, can you explain a couple of things? One, uh, from just a functional standpoint, how quickly and how rapidly uh, you, should, you should cool down your body. Um, and then two, uh, kind of the science of why that works. Yeah, I mean, the, the faster we can cool your body, the 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 faster that recovery cycle starts, mm-hmm. right? So if, if you can, I've seen places that even have like slushy machines to help you get your body get your just get your body temperature down because that's going to have an overall effect on your central nervous system that can help spark that recovery process mm-hmm. even faster than you know just letting it letting it kind of ride out. Gotcha. Um, speaking of things to do right after, uh, proteins. Uh, that's a question I actually get asked a lot. Oh, what protein do you use? Uh, how how vital is is? We talked a little bit about diet, uh, but your your intake in the immediate aftermath of a workout. Uh, so so again, it goes back to how long you're working out. Similar to what we were talking about with sports drinks. So if you need the calories, if you're in there and you're crushing it, and you need the calories because you're not trying to lose weight, or maybe you're trying to gain weight, then yes, you you want to think about having some sort of protein shake or protein bar right after. Um, if you're looking to cut, then then you should probably be taking BCAAs throughout your workout, not just yeah. after, but probably every 15, 20 minutes during your workout, you're you're reloading with some sort of BCAA. Anything else you can think of on the rest we and just, recovery spectrum? That was, that, was a, that was a speed workout through we rest covered, and recovery. We covered a lot there. All right. Uh, do, you got, do we have an idea of what we're going to do next week besides get Lorenzo back? We'll get Lorenzo back. We can talk a little bit more about kind of the process with with these guys uh, as far as getting ready for the NBA draft. Um, I know baseball's back yeah. underway, so that's cool. We'll, we'll try to get up with my, my buddy Brandon Geyer um, for the Cleveland Indians. And then um, soccer. Soccer started back up yeah. for, for the women. So I know their opening day is next week, and I'm excited for that. 
So we're looking forward to getting some of those girls on as well. Yeah, they uh, they crushed Russia today. The U.S. Swims National. What was the score today? I was five one the last time I saw. Crystal yeah. Dunn had a couple of goals. Crystal had a couple. That's um, right. So we'll, we'll, I don't know how bad that wound up being, but at least in this case, America wins over Russia. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, also, one of the things I want to get to on a podcast soon, uh, and we're always open to suggestions. What, I mean, essentially, we're here for you, the listeners. So whatever you guys want us to tackle, we are more than happy to do so. Questions always welcome. Um, I'm on Twitter at Craig Hoffman. He's at Trainer Gorez. You can find us on Instagram as well. That's easier to send longer messages. Uh, he's at Trainer Gorez. I'm at Craig underscore Hoffman. You can hit Zoe up too at One Man Gang ninety seven on Twitter. Um, but we talked about with with basketball players, um, and this is true with baseball players uh, with their throwing dominant side, basketball players with the shot dominant side. It's a question I get a lot in um, Gen Pop too. Addressing inequalities side to side, right. unilateral, asymmetries. yeah, asymmetries, yeah. unilateral mm-hmm. inequalities. So that's a topic we'll we'll tackle soon as well. Like what what do you do when your left side is weaker than your right, or your right side is weaker than your left? Right. So we'll we'll tackle that on a podcast coming up soon. Uh, but again, always open to suggestions. So hit us up there and. And uh, make sure you hit us up on iTunes. And do we ever do we ever hear back from from Google? Are we on Google Play now? Do we have, do we need to scream at Google? Yeah, I think we need to scream at Google. All right, we'll go we'll yeah. go yell at Google for now. <laughs> rate and review on iTunes. And, and do we have a prize for people if they they do that? Yeah, you know you know what? I'll have this conversation with Zoe, and we'll we'll definitely put it out on our social media and see what kind of prize we can come up with. But um, we're gonna have some nice prizes lined up for people to come in and um, subscribe to the show and and. You know, rate the show, review it, and that's how it grows. The the more action we get on iTunes, the higher we can climb. Maybe they they do rankings down to 150. Wow. So we need our goal is to break the top the top 150 yes. health podcasts on iTunes. Help us get there, and we'll send you something eventually. We promise. Uh, <laughs> For now, though, uh, thanks for listening. Very much appreciate it. As again, you can subscribe on iTunes and we'll, we'll have Google Play up uh, going very, very soon. For Chris Gorez, I'm Craig Hoffman. Appreciate you listening. And we'll see you next time on the Train with the Best podcast.